0: Day three, and I have a new means of transportation. It has three wheels and an extra stabiliser. It's called a knee scooter or a knee walker, and it has been such an amazing help in getting around the house. Everything is quite difficult at the moment and takes a lot of extra time and effort. But without the knee scooter, it would have been a lot harder. Today, I'm thankful for a working knee joint and for having some mobility and some stability. Psalm 3 seems more personal. Lord, how many are my foes, how many rise up against me. Many are saying of me, God will not deliver him. But you, Lord, are a shield around me, my glory, the one who lifts my head high. The conflict between good and evil, between God and his enemies, is not abstract. Here we hear real experience being articulated. This is the testimony of a leader under siege. David's enemies appear too numerous to count, as are those who are against him. Not only is he outnumbered, he is being mocked. God will not deliver him. It's interesting that in the human equation of this uneven struggle, the psalmist turns to God and it is his relationship with God which is called into question. This gives a clear indication of what's really going on here. It is a test by God's enemies of God's power and God's love. David is writing in the context of Absalom's rebellion against his father. This is a time when David is on the retreat and is still working through the aftermath of his affair with Bathsheba and the arranged murder of Uriah. But despite all that is going on, with what is being said about him and planned against him, David speaks truth to God and affirms truth about God. He draws from the well of his deeper experience beyond the immediate drought of tangible encouragements. His confidence needs to be deeper than his immediate circumstances. When we have supporting evidence and things feel good and are going well, it's easy to think we are walking by faith. But when all is well, we often walk by sight and draw confidence from the visible. But the real test of faith comes when we are faced with circumstances that cause us to question God's character and commitment to us. It is the storm that tests the depth of our roots and the reality of our faith. Here David affirms that the Lord is a shield around him, that he is David's glory, that he lifts David's head high. David is God's chosen king. And he boldly states that he calls out to the Lord and is answered from his holy mountain, that through the night and in the morning the Lord has sustained him. He asks that God would arise, deliver, destroy and silence his enemies. The language is not subtle, that their teeth would be broken. This is not a prayer that David would be victorious in his own might. This is not Thermopylae or Rorke's Drift. This is the deliverance of God against those who have been quite vocal that God is absolutely not able to deliver. David is not waiting for the cavalry. He's waiting for the Lord. David knows better than to trust in himself when it is clear that deliverance comes from the Lord. Even his enemies zero in on this, being his only but futile hope. They are quite vocal that God is absolutely unable to deliver David, which puts the Lord's reputation on the line. David asks that the Lord would shut them up. David has confidence that he finishes the song, by finishing that, the Lord's blessing would be on his people. This is gracious. In this civil war that is brewing, his desire is to see the kingdom united again and the people blessed. Sometimes, when we are under pressure, we develop small agendas. We become driven by fear, hate, revenge, or a desire to cause other people pain. We sometimes need delivered from what arises inside us as well as what assails us from without. Thankfully, deliverance is always at hand.